0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to Get get Jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 95 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 115 through 117, where you can secrete metal from your pores, its raining spiders, and counting birds can save your life.
1: I know that counting birds can save your life, but let's just roll back to its raining spiders. There is like a legit phenomenon in uh, some countries with these spiders that like will catch the wind with their webs and they will like float through the air and sometimes it will actually rain spiders. Look this shit up. I am not joking around with you. It's real. I know we usually joke around about this, but this is a real phenomenon that happens. So, uh, with that being yeah, said, and your nightmares, fact,
0: science corner.
1: <laughs> with your nightmares realized, <laughs> let's jump in.
0: Uh, I was gonna do like uh "It's Raining Men," but replace men with spiders, uh, and also that's horrifying. And then yeah. some spiders can jump. Spiders are terrifying. They're kind of
1: okay, and also like amazing,
0: but also yeah. terrifying. They're incredible. Like one of my favorite fun facts about a spider is that um, they the reason that they when they die their their legs will curl up in on themselves. Is because, um, like, you know, spiders, they've got the spindly insectoid legs and they um, don't have like muscles on them like we have on our arms and legs and stuff, um, which is how we move our arms and legs, if you don't know that. (laughs) And (laughs) for spiders, instead of that, they have like fluid and their body like sends out fluid into the extremities that causes it to move in the ways that they need it to. And so when they die, they're not. They like don't control the fluid, and the you know, fluid in their body dries up. And so, without that, the legs sort of base state is to stay curled, and that's why they curl up when they die.
1: Wow. Oh fun fact about spiders you guys welcome
0: to spider talk with blake and spencer (laughs) it's our new podcast (laughs) fuck anime
1: yeah we just talk about spiders all day every day so uh so these episodes this week uh we're focusing on uh just just three episodes this week and they're great um they are uh, about a single fight which is really cool um and i don't have much more to talk about other than Mm. like letting you know again that like, uh, we, we are going to be pre-recording a bunch of episodes before our stuff comes up. Yeah. Um, mostly, we, sorry, go ahead. You know, life events. Yeah, we have, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I was going to say, uh, a quick plug for my friend, Dane, uh, his name's Dane Styler. He's got a comic series called distant shores, which is a sci-fi fantasy, um, anthology comic series, Um, If you're into superheroes, vampires, all kinds of different stuff, there are stories about that. I've mentioned it on the previous two episodes, but not everybody listens to every show's episodes, and Naruto is definitely our most popular series, so if you are listening to these and you haven't listened to the previous episodes about hunter x hunter and uh, soul eater then here's your opportunity to check out distant shores on comiXology you can find it by typing distant shores or by typing in dane's last name styler s-t-y-l-e-r if you're curious about what it looks like you can look up distant shores dot comics on instagram and see some art posted there see if you're into it um yeah. So, yeah, we have life events coming up. This is, let's see, this episode's going to go up on the 15th or so. And then we're going to re- record one tomorrow, uh, which will be before the 15th for you guys listening at home. Yeah, that's the plan. Mm. Half ha- More than half the time when we plan to record, we have to push it back for some stupid reason. But theoretically, <laughs> we're going to record an episode tomorrow. And that episode will then go up. On the 22nd or so. Uh, and. Yeah, i you get married. Yeah I'm getting married on the 21st. So I will. If everything goes as planned. We will be recording an episode tomorrow. About 8 days before I get married. That you will hear the day or so. After I've gotten married. Then Spencer. Your wife is pregnant.
1: Yeah. So there's an impending trial. That may or may not happen on October 22nd. It may happen earlier or later. We. It's, it's basically like baby Russian roulette at this point.
0: Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so we briefly discussed last week how babies have absolutely no respect for planning or schedules. And they mm. will just come on when they're ready, even though we give them a due date and we tell them when to show up. They are like bad party guests. <laughs> Sometimes they arrive early and they're like, I'll help you set up. And you're like, I was fine setting up on my own. Thank you. Or sometimes they're late, and you're like, "Everybody else has already left. Why are you here now?" And they're like, "It's party time. I'm drunk." Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, so that's how babies um, work. So that's happening. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. So um, you guys listening at home, we are gonna try and bank a few extras. It's good because I'm. I think we're Pete and I are flying out next Tuesday, so we gotta bank a few extras to get stuff done before the wedding, and then. You have like a month until the due date, which if the baby comes a week or two early, that wouldn't be that weird is my understanding is that babies can, you know, at that stage, they can kind of come a little bit early and not be like premature. Mm -hmm. So we have theoretically a month (laughs) and then things might be like really loud and complicated and you might be tired and busy and uh, have other responsibilities. So you guys might be getting a lot of uh, reruns in the near future
1: yeah so the other thing that I wanted to go over that's an anime news um, well one of them is anime news and the other one is um, is is not anime news um, so Netflix uh, has has come out with two shows that people should be paying attention to. Um, one of them I can uh, attest to is fantastic, which is going to be Carol and Tuesday. Um, Carol and Tuesday is uh, is a really cool science fictiony um, world anime that is uh, you you may you may recognize this title if you're if you're interested in Cowboy Bebop. Um, just because you know, lots of the team that worked on Cowboy Bebop worked on it, so you should pay attention to it. Um, the other one that is uh come that came out, and people have been talking about it being good, and I can attest to that it is not good. (laughs) It's called Cannon Busters. Um, I hate it.
0: (laughs) Okay, so tell me, give me the premise of both of these
1: shows. Okay, so the first one is Carol and then Tuesday. Um, it is fantastic. Um, I have watched uh, the entire series at this point. Um, it is uh, just a really brief synopsis of what it is. Um, uh, Tuesday um, is going to run away from home to find her dreams of music. Um, and then there is a city girl named Carol who is uh, a... I can't remember where she meets her at the very start of it. I think it's like on a bridge or something. Um, but they are going to meet up and have wild fun adventures in the futuristic city on may, what may be another planet. Uh, you just need to watch it. So is it like out. a? It, it is like
0: sci-fi slice of life. It is fantastic
1: sci-fi slice of knife it it is so good and the music is fantastic that's really interesting Um, because you know we
0: usually talk about shonen and gravitate towards shonen is this shonen Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like it
1: no um and the biggest reason that um that i i wanted to mention this um is not only um not only is this show not a shonen show and i love it But the other show is a Mecha slash Shonen ish sort of show where it's like fighting. And also there's like Mecha's fighting each other. Um, called Cannon Busters. Um, That show is terrible. And I wanted to love it because it has a very diverse cast inside of it um, that you're not always going to see inside of anime. Um, You have uh, a lot of characters of a lot of different races, um, which is going to be covering more things than a lot of times happens in anime. And so I wanted to love it. Um, But the animation quality is just not very good to me. Mm. Um, It also... it also the first episode is almost a complete rip off of the first episode of Trigon. It it upset me how many things were almost exactly the same. Um, two characters wander in out of like the desert to find a mythical person that is said to be super strong and can't be taken down. Um, and they find this person in the middle of the desert. I'm like. Does 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 this not sound like Trigon to it anyone? It sounds else? exactly Trigon. You're,
0: You're could, just describing Trigon to me. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, and and I got really annoyed because I was just like, it it quickly like cuts away from there and does something completely different from it. Because Trigon is fantastic, and I think Cannon Busters is terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, it it also just does this thing where it's just like it it feels it feels too much the same. As a very unique opening, um, which makes it really seem like they watched Trigon and then were inspired by it, and then they were like, "I also like Mecca." Um, it has two great really taste. tastes that taste great together. Yeah, and it also has it also has a, a very frustrating way that it tells its story in a in in the way that. It should be really cool to me and interesting and it just completely misses the mark. So like the main character of the show can die over and over again and he like comes back to life and they're in this future futuristic cowboy world that has like cars that turn into giant mechs that fight things and they have like uh, a a super powerful species that like lords over everybody else. And they have created these like androids that like live on the planet. So it sounds really cool in premise. And it's just like the 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 like the storytelling just isn't there for it, That's which is one of those things that like, it, it it sounds really interesting, and it just misses the mark so much. It's just so frustrating, which is one of those things that... I, it's like the same way that I felt about Alita. Like, uh. I got really annoyed because Alita is this beautifully told, uh, or this beautiful setup with no payoff for me because it is told too fast. Um, whereas something that is just like... Like, when we watched... Um, oh, God, what is the name of the show we watched? What
0: am I? Dimension W. Uh...
1: Dimension W, which is a show that's just like, it is beautifully told and a great premise and didn't have enough uh, time to really delve into exactly what it needed to do. I guess it told a really succinct story from beginning to end, but I wanted way more than it was. Yeah, and or I got like, say, I enjoyed o, both of those I things
0: more, a little always. bit more than you did, so obviously, you know, your mileage may vary if you're listening at home, but I have not watched this show that you're talking about, so I can't say mm-hmm. one way or the other if I agree uh um, yeah, it sounds like it's, also a it's Netflix really a show. Huh?
1: It's also a Netflix original show. Um, is it? Is okay. Exciting, so but
0: I just recently, I know I talked to you about this. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. I think I told you this offline. Uh, but I was, I had watched, The first season of um, *Knights of Sidonia* on Netflix, like way back when it came out, and then we watched like the first episode or two of season two, and I just didn't like keep up with it. And I had started rewatching it, and then all of a sudden one day I went to Netflix and they couldn't find it, and I was like, "That's insane." It's a Netflix original anime. I should be able to find it on Netflix. They should have it forever because those are the rules. And I Googled it and I found out that it is not a Netflix original anime. They just got exclusive distribution rights for, you know, however many years, and those rights had just. Uh, run out, and so now Knights of Sidonia is not available to be watched on Netflix or, as far as I can tell, any other legal streaming site, which doesn't make any goddamn sense to me, first of all, just the way the streaming system works with like rights. Like, wouldn't you, if you have a product, always want someone to be paying to stream that product instead of not having it available anywhere? Uh, that doesn't make sense to me, but also too, I was shocked and disappointed to find out that a Netflix original anime does not necessarily mean anything as far as your future prospects of being able to watch it so yeah, that's kind of a bummer yeah i I think that some of them won't play by those rules i think I think that netflix I think Knights of Sidonia was Netflix's first Netflix original anime, and so they hadn't really delved into that space very deeply. I am sure that a lot of their Netflix original anime now are Netflix owned in the same way that the original series are so that they have like, you know, rights forever. But I wouldn't be surprised if that is varies from show to show. Uh, so yeah. I wonder what this one is. But if it's brand new, it's not going to be a problem, at least for a while, even if they only have the rights for a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm also curious so if you sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, if you're going off my recommendation, you should definitely watch Carol Tuesday, and you should not watch Cannon Busters. That's my recommendations.
0: Yeah, it sounds like, it definitely sounds like they're putting Gundam Wing on Trigon's world using the rules of Edge of Tomorrow slash *Lived*, I Repeat, whichever thing you know it as, it's the same story, and uh, with Transformers instead of Gundams. So, yeah, that's a bunch. More than meets the eye, but not very much more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also made me think while you were talking about it, um, because of the the mecha aspect of it and not the other aspects of it, but a show that I am curious about that I have not watched. And uh, if you guys are watching it, I would love to hear from you on any of our social media tags. Um, reach out to us. Uh, it's called Genlock, G-E-N colon L-O-C-K. It's on Crunchyroll. I believe it's Crunchyroll original. And it stands out to me because... Uh, Michael B. Jordan, who is an actor best known, I would say, for playing Killmonger, the villain of Black Panther. Uh, he is a fairly big anime fan and has made public statements about like Goku and Naruto being... Um, big influences on him. Uh, So he is one of the voice actors for this show, and it is a giant mecha anime. And I don't know much about it other than uh, I have always had an interest in giant mecha anime, but never really watched any of them except Neon Genesis Evangelion. And uh, I would like to watch some of them, and this is a new anime with a really good actor in it who is a famous... American movie star who's doing voice acting for anime, which is like unheard of outside of, I guess, Disney-owned Miyazaki dubs. And mm-hmm. I'm curious. Know everything.
1: He wants to know what love is. He wants to know what it's like. I want you to show <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, put it on, put it on paper so I can read about it. I, I don't want to just see it. <laughs> All right, but anyways, with ready? that being said, we have three episodes of naruto this week um there's not a ton of information inside of them nah. this is why we could take more time at the start just because it's like one fight told over three episodes but uh yeah. with that being said let's go ahead and uh yeah find it's, out like what a, it's, a, it's a single naruto. fight
0: so it all kind of runs together and it's it's actually pretty quick when you talk about it in podcast form and i tried to break this arc up into one fight at a time but actually the next time we come back to it there's going to be like three fights running simultaneously so that's going to go out the window pretty quick um anyway this week we are going into the world of naruto which if you're not familiar with naruto is a sort of feudal japan setting but with also a lot of modern trappings and the main premise of the world is that it's populated by ninja and of course these are anime ninja so they're not just dudes running around and trying to be stealthy they are dudes running around and trying to be stealthy and then shooting fireballs out of their mouths or having extra arms or whatever So, our titular character, Naruto, is uh, a 12 years old or so ninja in training. He is currently on a squad with five other people, uh, or sorry, five total people about his age. They are uh, making up what's called the Sasuke Retrieval Squad. Sasuke is a character who is uh, Naruto's companion throughout most of the show, They are put on the same team together. They are rivals. Sasuke is a savant. Naruto is not. They struggle with each other, with Naruto trying to catch up to him. And recently, Naruto has kind of turned a corner in his power level and aptitude and has become much stronger, much more consistently. Sasuke started to resent that and um, had a sort of tempting offer from the villains to gain more power. So he sort of took them up on it, kind of. And they are now taking him away in a box... And Naruto and his team are trying to catch up to them. Uh, last time, um, the one of the members of the group, there's four of them. They are called the Sound Four. Um, one of those members stayed behind to try and kill them. Uh, instead, one of the members of Naruto's team stayed behind to fight him. And they both fought to the death, even though for one of them, death will not stick. Then this episode, we're going to see that same thing happen again uh with our four remaining retrieval team members and three remaining sound four villains. Uh I don't know, did I did I hit everything important? I think I did. Yeah. Let's go episode mm-hmm. 115.
1: Yeah, so the these episodes um are going to be named I'm just gonna give you all of them at the front end, uh just because you, you they all run together. Um episode one fifteen, your opponent is me. Um, episode 116, 360, 360 Degrees a Vision, the Byakugan's Blind Spot. And then episode 117, Losing is Not an Option. So, um, these episodes are going to be all about the the fight between um, the... Oh, gosh, what is his name? I, Kido I, I, Maru? I missed it inside of the notes. Yeah, um, so, Kido Maru, um, or Hidamaru? Kido.
0: Pronounced Kido. K-I-D-O-M-A-R-U
1: Yeah. So his character design is all built around looking like a spider. Um, he has, uh, six arms and two legs. So he has eight appendages. Um, he is, uh, he, he has the ability to, um, both spit web, shoot web out of his hands. Um, and we will find out later secrete web from his pores completely. Um, he is a very creepy character, but also a really interesting villain. Um, in that he he does a lot of things that are like um, kind of like a Bond villain would do. <laughs> like <laughs> go he, on, he will tell he will tell you too much about his plan into the moment where it's just like, oh, this is how you figure out his plan because he's told you too much about it. <laughs> yeah, um, he likes. T- he has said specifically that he likes to play with his uh, his victims uh, that he is fighting with by one of the other sound four um, which are the sound of three now by the way yeah, um. and also secretly <laughs> whatever the sound
0: four to begin with.
1: Yeah, they were the Sound 5 whatever. Um anyways, uh so uh he is going to catch up uh all of the remaining Sasuke retrieval people. Um so that's going to be uh, Neji, um Akamaru, um uh Kiba. I wanted to say I wanted to say Choji instead of Kiba and then I was like, no, Choji's dead, but not no, but really, not really. But he should better. be, but he's not. <laughs> shikamaru and naruto um they're all gonna be have they're gonna all have spiderweb spit at them and all get caught in different ways um the funniest one is naruto he uh he immediately like turns into a bunch of different shadow clones and they all get caught and then he starts like making these like weird blade things from his mouth out of this like spiderweb not naruto that's him hard (laughs) <laughs> that's what Kidamaru does yeah and he like starts throwing them and then he like laughs every time because he's like he's like I've got better odds than this and then every time he misses and doesn't hit the real Naruto and hits a shadow clone he's just like he's just like oh I should have better odds this time and then he keeps on
0: getting it wrong and yeah. gets more and more annoyed which is great he's like he's playing kind of a Russian roulette with uh, Naruto as the only potential victim and just kind of winnowing down the Shadow Clones. I thought it was pretty sinister, although I will say that... So I've switched over to watching the dub, which we've addressed several times on the show, so I'm not going to get into it right now. But uh, the voice actor for Kitomaru was hamming it up quite a bit, and it did take the air out of some of these situations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will say that the Japanese voice actor for Kitomaru is fantastic. Um, If you you need a reason to um, watch... Uh, the sub over the dub Uh, most people like subs more Um, I really really appreciate voice acting and good voice acting when it's done Um, the weirdest one that I noticed though between the two is that um, Akamaru has a different voice actor
0: the dog has a different
1: voice actor just keep the same audio save money why
0: yeah (laughs) because Akamaru does not speak uh, it's yeah. never crucial it's like a i think pikachu from the pokemon anime i think they just reuse the japanese audio and then they dub over everything else because the japanese pikachu voice actor is fucking iconic and has made that character like a huge icon in the biggest media franchise in the world so you shouldn't yeah. mess with that
1: <laughs> yeah but the the voice actor for kitty mario is fantastic but i will say that like one of my favorite voice actors that has ever been on Naruto um, uh, inside of the, the sub version of it. So I don't know how much you pay attention to it. Um, I, I think my top three inside of the original Naruto um, are probably uh, the voice actor um, who plays Neji is fantastic. The voice actor who plays Orochimaru is so much better than the voice actor um, in the American version
0: of it. The American Orochimaru is um, good, but the Japanese one is really good.
1: He is so sinister inside of the Japanese version of it. When he is, like, there's, there's going to be an episode in the near future that I've watched, and I don't know if like a seen yet, but Orochimaru is in, like, constant pain, and the way that the voice actor does this, like, breathy, choking, like, like, breaths in and out because he is in such insane amounts of pain is like it completely tells a story without you even seeing how much pain he's actually in he's like behind a curtain at one point and the way that he's like breath is catching in his throat is just like like very high quality um and then my favorite voice actor in the show in the original naruto uh by far um is the hokage the original hokage that died
0: you mean um, uh, he's the third favorite. Hokage or the first Hokage? Which the third? Hokage. This is like the Star yeah. Wars problem where you're like the first one, and you're like which first one?
1: <laughs> yeah, the third Hokage. Okay. Um, the Gramps. Um, he is he is just a, an astounding voice actor, and I've heard him in other stuff too. But he is. He is like one of the things that it, it like stuck with me, his voice. And I was just like, I need all old men and anime to be acted by this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I got to say, I think the, the, you know, now that I've switched over to dub and, you know, having discussed voice acting with a lot of American voice actors, Uh, I have changed my opinion a lot on dub voice acting, and I kind of have a little bit more understanding and context of these sort of weird, quirky, like, every time you move, you make a sound type of things, uh, which is literally what one of the voice actors said to us. And I was like, oh, that explains a lot of things that I didn't like about the dub. And... So I've developed like a, a very newfound respect, and I get I will say I think that the voice actors are overall doing a really good job. And I'm not even I don't even want to say that the Kido Maro's voice actor is doing a bad job, but uh it was really, really hammy. And he was just like yeah. he was like a scene chewing villain. And I think he's Oh yeah, he is a Bond villain for sure. Yeah, I think he's maybe a little <laughs> more sinister in the Japanese version um if nothing else than because the write- the original writing and animation was matched to the japanese version and the problem with the dub that sometimes happens is that you have to match what people are saying to the mouth movements on screen and so you can't always do a one-for-one translation of every thought and sometimes that twists the meaning of a scene a little bit because you're just constrained and I think maybe that happened here in a minor way. It was funny occasionally when it wasn't supposed to be funny.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um, with that being said, uh, the the next thing that is going to happen is that Neji is going to break out from his like um, weird spider web chains that are around him uh, by using his gentle fist technique or his gentle palm technique, depending on uh, which dub or sub you are paying attention to. Um, and uh, one of the things that he can do with this is that he can focus his chakra outside of his body, and because the spider web that is wrapped around these people, it is being reinforced by chakra that is running through it from uh from Kitimaru. Um, he uh we. He is going to be the only one that can take on Kidimaru. Yeah. He's going to be the only one that can stand up and actually fight in this. Otherwise, everybody's just going to be immediately wrapped up because they were shown to be, you know, completely inept from not getting hit by flying spider webs.
0: Yeah. We should talk about Neju for a second. Um, He is from this clan called the the Hyuga clan. Hyuga. And they have what's called a kekkei genkai, which is basically an inherited technique that you cannot learn if you don't have that blood inherited in uh, inheritance. Um, And that technique is called the Byakugan, which is an ocular jutsu, which changes how your eyes look and what you are able to see. And if you have Byakugan, you are able to see um, chakra. There, it's generally not visible we see it a lot as the audience because it is stylized for our enjoyment but uh, previously i believe actually in the battle between naruto and neji some time ago uh, neji comments on oh my god i can actually see his chakra like in real life without using my eyes and that this is a shock uh because it's really atypical so if you're able to see or sense your opponent's chakra, it's to a fairly limited degree. With the Byakugan, Naji is able to see it in a very minute detail. He can literally see, um, almost like a network of uh, of blood vessels and veins and stuff in your body. He can see what, uh, where your chakra is flowing, how it's flowing, where he can. It allows him to do like pressure point attacks to. Uh, mess up your flow of chakra but he's also able to do things like see the chakra flowing in the thread and this is a key component to why he is the only one who can really fight this dude
1: yeah um he is able to uh take him on so the rest of the characters are going to run after um the other sound two that are carrying um sasuke through the forest um, so the next thing that is going to happen is going to be a, a series of battles that is going to run through these three episodes. Um, they are going to escalate in uh, three parts. Um, so we'll talk about the first part before he activates his, uh, his curse mark, after he activates his curse mark, and then when he gets
0: smug. <laughs> <laughs> so the first part, this is their initial exchanging of blows after Kitomaru has sort of introduced himself by trapping everybody and Neji has told everybody to go on ahead and leave him to fight. Um, They start to have this battle and Neji reveals that he is able to use his Byakugan ability to control his chakra in such a way that he can slice through Kidumaru's threads, which is usually not possible. Um, We actually see uh, Naruto trying to slice through them earlier with a kunai, which is a sharp blade, and it doesn't work. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: Neji's slicing through these things, but Kitamaru is able to basically pin him to a tree by catching him in a net of webbing that he makes. And he's basically like, well, you're stuck now because your hands are uh, held out to your sides, pressed up against the tree. You're not going to be able to get them pointed to the web to cut it, and you're fucked.
1: Yeah, because he th- he basically thinks that his ability is kind of like um, uh, another ability that we've seen earlier inside of the show, which is going to be a, um, a a scalpel that is created from your chakra. Yeah, you might um, remember that with Kabuto
0: uh, you, some time ago. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, so that is going to be what he thinks is going to be done, and it makes sense because Kabuto is uh, somebody that he has met before many times, so he probably understands how that works. Yeah, they are so coworkers basically. So instead of basically. being, <laughs> <laughs> so he starts to throw these uh, sharpened things that he emits out of his mouth, which are like these. It's like yellow web instead of the white web that he is shooting to like stick people. Yeah, to it looks things. like it looks like um, he's
0: just breathing <laughs> snot that's <laughs> shaping yeah, it it's really and also he calls it weird like his and sticky sort of web technique but like the yellow one is actually hard and sharp instead of it doesn't seem like it's particularly sticky and it's never used for that the white web is but that mm-hmm. like he calls it his sticky web technique and i'm like this feels really misnamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Anyways, so um, he is going to uh, he is going to throw these at Neji. Neji is going to be able to dodge them because he is going to emit chakra from his pores of his body and push the web out until it breaks. Um, he then uh, uses uh, the the string that is or the uh, uh, the. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He didn't... He doesn't throw the the ones at this point. He shoots out, like, a bolt of this, like, sticky web out of his mouth. And it, like, goes to stab him through the tree. Yeah. And then Neji, like, lands on it and runs at him full speed. And, like... Number one, it's sticking out of his mouth, so like that would hurt super bad to have your jaw just like pressed down upon, or I guess your neck that, that this is coming out of or wherever it is. yeah maybe saliva well, or whatever.
0: He does a lot of shoulder work, so because um, <laughs> he's got you know three sets of arms, so he's got to really make sure everything's strong and movable, so he's, he's fine
1: yeah so what's gonna happen next is that neji is going to reveal his uh technique that he uses all the time um it is his most valuable technique it's uh part of like the hyuga clan um and uh only people with a Byakugan can use it um it is uh the gentle palm or gentle fist or gentle palm technique um and he uses it's like eight trigrams uh I think yeah, it's the 64 full, palm is his
0: first one. Yes. The full name I believe is gentle fist, eight Trigram 64 palms. I think that's the name. I think that's how it ends because there's a rotation also, yeah. but that's a different technique. It's a really yeah, long name. So, and also the number of the number at the end, 64 palms can change as based on how fast he's moving and how many hits he's expecting to land.
1: Yeah, so he lands these hits on um, onto Kitimaru, and we think that it's going to completely take him out. It turns out, though, that he can uh, secrete this metal form, this super hard web from his pores, and he submitted it super fast as uh, Neji was uh, slamming into him. Yeah. And one of the things that these this uh, this ability also does is it prevents Chakra from passing through it, um, so I guess it stopped Neji from hitting him completely um this takes us it's to a, uh the second round of fighting it's a
0: gara moment actually when i saw it i was like yeah. this is just exactly what happened with the fight between rockley and gara um yeah it actually looks really similar too um yeah it's still cool except but for not as cool yeah it's not <laughs> as good gara's awesome i wish we could yeah. see him again in the near future
1: yeah <laughs> anyways um, so so the next uh, the next thing that is going to happen inside of this fight um, is that um, he is gonna decide that he he can't be this close to Neji to fight him so he is going to need to um, fight him from far away so he he jumps away really quick in this moment that actually is really well animated um, it cuts to a shot of them from the trees and it's like Kirimaru and Neji staring at each other and then it cuts to um Neji's face and he like look he like he like um makes like a little twitch of his face and then it cuts back to the same thing and kirimaru is just gone so that just he's so fast he's able to escape from him so what he's been doing in his time being away from neji is that he has been setting up these different like kunai knives that are like just hanging out in the tree from his saliva stuff um and it's going to like rain down these kunai knives onto neji neji is going to use his rotation technique though to completely surround himself with chakra and knock all of these kunai out of the way showing that he has like this very powerful technique for defense
0: Um, yeah it's the trigram rotation is the short version of the name of the technique he basically yeah he basically so his attack his like physical attack is like um, a lot He, he expels chakra from his palms and he hits you a lot of times really fast and he'll he'll sort of like advance on an opponent and just like bop him real quick um, this is the same technique, and except instead of hitting out at a single target, he basically hits his hands all around him in such high speed that it forms a chakra dome while he spins himself. So it creates it creates like a literal. The way it's animated is like a blue dome that's spinning, takes you know covers him, and anything that hits that dome just gets uh, knocked away.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's it's good for him because he really needs to find a spot on a tree to keep on looking back to. Otherwise, he would get very dizzy. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, <laughs> he's doing spotting like a ballerina. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, he uh, so, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he's truly the Natalie Portman of this character. Neji is Black Swan. Um, yeah, Black Swan, Neji. <laughs> um so the the next part that is going to happen is that uh Kidimaru is gonna realize that he needs to stop this rotation or he's never gonna hit him. Um so what he is going to do is he is going to start to release his uh curse mark and summon a gigantic um monster spider um to come and release its like babies on top of Neji as he spins around and it's gonna slow his rotation. Um, this allows uh, not all of the uh, the kunai knives to come through but a couple to hit him um so neji decides that he can't possibly do this so he advances his uh his trigon palm technique um so that he can hit even more and i
0: was like what <laughs>
1: <laughs> no he's gonna he's gonna advance his like stance so that he can hit even faster and further out um, yeah, but he takes the time to adjust to just... his
0: stance and it's noticeable enough that Kidomaro is like, he changed his stance. And I'm like, you were in the middle of hitting these spiders. Like, how do you have the time for this?
1: <laughs> so... Um... So he is going to start knocking them down, and Kirimaru is starting to start to notice something as well. Uh, He is going to be able to take out most of these spiders, and he is going to also be able to take out most of these kunai knives. But some of them, for some reason, are hitting him. And he's like, he has 360 degree vision, he should be able to see these and block all these because he's moving fast enough. And he's like, oh, there must be a hint to what is happening here. So he starts to do it over and over again. And he figures out that there is a blind spot inside of Neji's technique. It is going to be above his, like, right below his neck at the very Base of his spine, um, and he is going to notice that like this area has like a little bit of a blind spot. So um, because of that, he can uh, he can attack him
0: inside of there and kill him. Yeah, so- Menji is basically able to see and or sense about fifteen feet out from him in every direction. But the way they animate it is that they show there's like this dome of sort of awareness around him with a little like long thin cone, almost like one of those like weird trumpets that you see at the soccer games in Europe um, coming in from the back and kind of pinpointing on one of his vertebrae at the base of his neck. And that is his vulnerability. Were you just making a reference to Vuvuzelas? Yes, I was, and I couldn't remember the name. Uh, but you're totally correct, and it looks like that, right? I'm right. Sort of. I am right. Um, <laughs> let's let's all
1: let's all remember about that terrible sound effect that that came during the World Cup that year.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like. It was, like, the sound of a thousand bees trying to watch soccer at the same time. (laughs) Or, like, a room full of, like,
0: angry camels.
1: I prefer to think of them as bees watching soccer. Whatever. Anyways, um... So, uh... After this, uh, Kitamaru is going to get more excited and he's going to get smug. And because he gets smug, he activates his curse mark completely. And he turns into my favorite of all of their techniques that makes them look really cool. I know that later on uh, you're going to be able to see, like like a little bit of a spoiler, but Sasuke is going to re- reveal his, his curse mark Um and what he looks like he he doesn't look very cool none of the other sound ninjas are going to look we're super cool he looks badass he turns into like this weird like um it's it's almost from like those wood carvings uh of like um samurai warriors or samurai demons yes it um, is the and- oni Yeah, he looks so cool, and he has like a third eye on his head that like opens up, and his hair gets pulled back into like this really badass like big fan thing. Yeah, and he has
0: like these. The oni are kind of a design basis for the curse mark forms. I would say now that you say that, I'm thinking through all the curse mark forms, and I I think that they were clearly designed to look like Oni or to pull on Oni characteristics from Japanese mythology. But yes, Kido Maru's looks the best, with maybe the exception of What's-His-Face from uh, Shippuden. What is his name?
1: Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, that's
0: frustrating that I can't remember that. Anyway, he's cool, too. That's yeah, his But Let's shtick, call him,
1: him Hammerfist.
0: We, we won't get to him for a while, so... Kitamaru.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, the the next thing that is going to happen is my favorite part of the fight, which is that Neji is going to realize that he is in a lot of trouble. Um, he is going to have to fight against uh, Kitamaru. And Kitamaru has now um, created a gigantic bow. And he has turned... Uh, he spits out these big giant um, arrows... And he shoots them at Neji inside of his blind spot. Um, Neji is going to be a little bit caught up when a gi- the gigantic spider falls on top of him. He fights hits it until it explodes, but it explodes in a bunch of web. Yeah, it's that like goes a bomb almost.
0: Him. And yeah. Kitamaru and clearly wanted him time. to do this. Like this was a suicide yeah. a mission for that giant spider.
1: Yeah, and uh, the the arrow that he has fired he keeps a piece of string or he keeps a piece of web attached to the end of it so that he can stay inside of the blind spot of Neji um, so he shoots it right inside of that but Neji releases chakra all around his body and because he releases it all around his body he's able to push away um, the arrow from hitting vital spots on his body um, and uh, thus he he takes him down a little bit. However, Marto is like, you can't keep on doing this technique, so I'm just going to keep on releasing more of these, and he does, and then he shoots out an arrow again and nails Neji, almost taking him completely out. Yeah, he does a, um, a different Neji arrow, is, it's
0: like a more powerful arrow that he puts like a spiral design on and so it mm-hmm. it spins like a drill and i think the design makes it like aerodynamic in a way that it shoots out farther and harder and faster yeah and that you know that whole song all of those things it does all that yeah so neji
1: neji is going to be able to dodge this one because it hits the tree that he has uh hidden by himself behind um, and it knocked off uh the direction of it just a little bit but it gives you a cool fake out moment where it just shows you the piece of string going through the tree and then the profile of Neji with a string coming out what looks like the top of his head and then he like slumps forward a little bit um and you see his like um his headband come off and hit the ground it's awesome and it makes you think that he's just been stabbed through the head by this gigantic arrow. Yeah. It's a it's a really cool fake out moment but instead, we show that Neji has just been cut a little bit on the side of his cheek. And um, the thing that saved him was his headband as well. Um, and what it is showing is his, like, mark of uh, uh, obedience as the Hyuga clan, um, uh, the the family that he is in as part of the Hyuga clan has this mark of obedience on their forehead. And if one of the Hyuga clan wants to make them, like, bow down to them, they can activate this curse mark on their head and it makes... Makes it to where like they can't think or do anything. They just have to serve obediently to the master of them.
0: Yeah, he's basically born in the wrong half of the Hyuga clan. So one half is the king's and one half is the slave's and he's from the slave's half. That's not quite correct, but that's the really quick understanding version of it um so yeah kidomaru yeah. he if he gets a couple of good hits and then he makes this big spiral arrow that which doesn't happen when i said it a second ago but happens now and yeah he's gonna try and take neji out and he shoots it at neji and it goes through neji in this really like well-directed sequence where He fires it and like you see it shooting forward and you see him able to move it a little bit with the string and that he, you know, the string he's attached to the back of it so he can control its direction. And it feels like this thing is going really fast, like too fast to really deal with. And you see it hit Neji and the impact just like looks hard. It, it just looks yeah. like it hit it and slams into him and it like bursts through a tree and there's like blood splatters. It is this great, like fantastically directed sequence.
1: Yeah. And you see Neji like lurch forward and then he gains his resolve because he talks about how like the only person that is allowed to completely take me down is, uh, is Naruto. Because Naruto is the only person that told me that I, I could... I could make my own way in the world instead yeah. of having to um, fall into place with his basically like his cast. Yeah, quick that he recap was on Neji's into.
0: life is that he used to believe that you are what you are born into and there is no escaping that and you have no control over your destiny. Naruto believes basically the exact opposite. And uh, they fought each other and Naruto ended up winning, which goes against Neji's philosophy because Neji should have won according to that philosophy. And when he didn't, he changed and he is referencing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so he submit uh, or emits his chakra through the uh, piece of um, the piece of web that is still attached inside of Kitimara's mouth and it destroys a whole bunch of Kitimaru's or vital organs. He's gonna fall out of the tree but still gonna be able to hold up himself up enough to where he is not gonna die. Meanwhile, Neji is going to cut the string that went through his body and run and catch up with Kirimaru, who thinks he's completely in the clear because he's like, well, he must be dead now Um, because he just took this. And in his last breath, he he made it to where I would have a harder time getting back to my crew. And as he's thinking this, Neji just appears in front of him and he's like, oh, God. And then Neji just like completely annihilates him. Um, he hits all of his pressure points inside of his body with his gentle uh, palm technique, um, and it's going to send Kirimaru slamming into the ground. And he's going to be like, "Oh, how could he stand up to this?" And then he's like, "I'll be fine, but I can't. I can't focus." oh god what's happening and like his curse mark fades away he starts to cough up blood he can't focus any chakra and Niji is just going to like stand over him for a moment and then slump down and then look at him and make sure that he passes away first as um in true Bond fashion Kidimaru is going to talk about how even though he killed me he's going to kill himself Um and that's basically what we're going to see in these next couple of moments
0: yeah he um We're going to learn how Neji won, and it's pretty smart, which is essentially Neji realized that Kidomaru had figured out his blind spot. And instead of being able to not have that blind spot, Neji just took advantage of his opponent using that information against him, and he extended his chakra out into the blind spot. Um, so that even though he couldn't see the attack coming, he knew that it would run into this wall of chakra. It would slow the attack down, give Neji a warning that it was coming, and allow him to have some control over where it hit. So he was able to avoid being hit in all of his vital spots by essentially moving the attack from its intended target using his own ability at kind of the last second. Um, And because of that, he was able to outsmart Kitomaru at his own game and win the battle. Um, Kato Maro's yeah. heart actually gives out and he dies and Neji collapses. And then there's this long montage that I thought was pretty well done. Uh, it is almost certainly in there to fill time, but it worked really well. And it's basically a dialogue free uh, music montage of Neji's life and the characters that have influenced him the most, namely Rock Lee and Naruto. And it was yeah. really nice. And then he maybe dies. It's not like with Choji, which we talked at length about last time. But if you weren't here, Choji explicitly says that if he does a technique, he will die. He then does that technique. Then he has a death scene. And then uh, later on, we find out that he's fine. For this one, yeah. Neji... Neji
1: basically has a death scene too.
0: Yeah, It, but it, I would say this one is better because it... It's ambiguous. Nobody has said that he is definitely going to die. Neji does not think to himself that he's going to die. He says and thinks that he has been very badly injured. Um, But we also know for a fact that while he has taken some really bad hits, and if nothing is done, he will die, uh, we also know that he has not been hit in any vital organs such that he is guaranteed to die. And nobody says that he's guaranteed to die. And then he kind of loses consciousness, so he is out of the fight. He might die. He almost certainly will die if nothing happens to uh, give him medical attention. But it is not a officially explicitly stated guarantee through the narrative from the character themselves. So this one works what for we, me. What we what we do
1: know for sure though is that he has a feather now. He sure we're do watch a feather fall for like a full
0: minute yeah. onto his hand. Now he's got it, and it's Anyways. because of whatevers. I don't know why he gets it. Yeah. Why does he get a feather? Feathers had nothing to do because with this.
1: He, well, it's because of the birds, and he was not able to see the birds. Can you explain to me the birds, the birds thing? <laughs> okay, so he is able to have a a very good vision of what all birds are around him, except for in his blind spot. So he keeps on counting the number of birds that is around him with his Byakigon, and he sees seven, but it's eight. And so that's giving a hint that he has a
0: weakness is his vision is not perfect. So is it that he doesn't really realize that he has a blind spot until he finds out that he miscounted the birds or is he just illustrated? He he has
1: a blind spot.
0: I thought so. That whole section, I was just like a little not paying full attention and I was just like, what the hell is this with the birds? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, stick with us until uh, after the credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With
1: sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions.
0: He's our level six sound wizard.
1: Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon.
0: Follow us on Twitter at b and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped.
1: If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcast from.
0: And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jump, we're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Crusaders Part 2, Battle in Egypt, episodes 68 through 70.
1: Yeah, we're going to watch a live Twitch stream of JoJo Jr. fighting against a guy with a baseball game.
0: <laughs> a live Twitch stream. <laughs>